This is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Hey, Joe. Hi, Fiona. How are you doing? I am doing fine. How about you? I'm fine. We've got a kitty cat here again today. Yes. Are you Are you comfortable? Shall yes. we begin? We do, you be. <laughs> do you remember? I don't know if you remember, I think, the storytelling in, in England, you know, is... Are we ready? Are you comfortable? Are are you ready? <laughs> then, then we shall begin. And then the story, story starts. Yeah. So then we shall begin. So I'm thinking, can we discuss a little today um, the difference between maybe, well, I, there is a difference between finding meaning in something and finding purpose in something. And it's so often when we ex- have an experience in our lives that is really difficult for us. You know, whether it's sad, it's the loss of somebody or the loss of something or the fear of something um, that that gathers up. It, uh there's a way of finding meaning in something. So I kind of wanted to to work with you in exploring the different ways that finding meaning in in things that disturb us or hurt us is is a way through it. It's a way through the difficulty of it's kind of like reframing. We talk about reframing. I th- and I think the difference with finding purpose in life, finding a purpose for something is an active, is an active yes, thing. Yeah, uh-huh. Whereas finding meaning doesn't require us to do anything. It re- it just means we we we're open to understanding something in a bigger perspective. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. And and you know, this life, as we know, because we've both been through a huge amount of things in this life, health wise and. Um, business-wise and all otherwise. Uh, every otherwise. Every otherwise. So <laughs> it's like, what do we do when something seems, and even on a world level, what do we do? How do we find meaning when there appears to be no meaning in something? So Well, I think there's always a meaning in something, yet often we are so tied into it that we can't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always said to myself, I... Um, when this happens, I, I know there's a there's a meaning here, and I'm too close to it to see, and it will come when it's ready to come. So I have that trust that there is a meaning in something. Um, what's happening in in my life right now uh, is seeing things, putting things in a bigger, much bigger picture, much bigger. A canvas so that I can find some meaning. Sometimes I have to take it way out there, really big. If I get upset about the course the, the humanity is taking in the world, I have to step back, otherwise I'll get choked up with this. Um, you know, uh, so I try to find the, the the meaning in it. What does this mean? And my late sister used to have an expression where she would say, if this were a dream, what would it mean? Because she was always great at interpreting her dreams. So she would 
we phrase it that way. If this were a dream, like, for example, she had a pulled a tendon or something in her knee or whatever you've got in your knee and she something around her knee and it was painful and so she said if this were a dream what would it mean I'm and she came to the conclusion she was being brought to her knees Mm. and she was being brought to her knees because she was getting ahead of herself perhaps this is how she explained it and had lost maybe some kindness and tolerance in her work. So she said, I'm being, the universe is bringing me to my knees. Okay, I've got to, if I can sort out that, and she did, she sorted out that problem and there she had no pain in her knees. So this is how, if this were a dream, what would it mean? And that's how she worked it. Sometimes I feel now, with the, the huge stage of the world stage with the poverty and the suffering and the wars and the anger and the hatred that's going on. Um, you know, I just keep coming back to the, the word of love. I, uh, that's, it just means to me, in trying to find meaning in this, is that those of us who hold light and love within us have to stay have to stay in it as often as we can but not judge ourselves when we can't yeah i think that um for all of us and and honestly going back to you're saying the world condition i wonder if it's really changed so much because if you look back through history it, it, it humankind is evolving and expanding its light and uh so that when we look back through almost all ages of history, it's yeah. always been a violence. There's always been mistreatment. There's always been... And for those of us who, who can do something, whether it's staying in a position of balance and peace and love when we can, which is which is very, very important, or stepping out and being an activist in some way, you know, standing up. Um, like my sister goes and stands at racetracks and she's an environmental activist in Australia. Um, so... Um, uh, if you know you take an action or take an internal action uh, the the greatest thing i think when things are getting tough go inwards yeah or go outwards and do something but don't sit there and uh, and struggle with what you can't with what you can't find meaning in it's like for, if you can't find a meaning either get out there and do something mm-hmm. about what there is mm-hmm. or go inwards and find peace within yourself mm-hmm. and both of those will when you bring your mindfulness or co- consciousness to it i think you'll end up finding the meaning through the one of those two things so and recently for me i guess in the last couple of weeks there's more as my sister, my sister said to me, my gosh, our friends are dropping like flies now. So there's a lot of people who are passing on now, a lot of people who are ill. Um, there's a lot more cancer around in the world that we ever we could ever so much oh, pollu- imagine. So many pollutants. The, uh, the pollutants Stress. are taking their toll. And so now at the age that I am, I was a total ac- uh, activist uh, when I was younger up till maybe in my 40s um, now I, I, I just uh, I've been making a lot of tobacco ties uh, prayers uh, offerings candles lit 
uh, holding space and in order to try to keep me in balance. In balance. And a couple of well, it was about a week ago. I got to a place um, where I was at such peace, and it was it was a day where I thought this is this is what I want to offer to the world that is. In ch- being challenged uh, is, is that feeling that I have right now of being in peace. And so that was my work of the day, was meditating in peace for everything else, holding that peace of light. Um, and that's how I, I try to get through this right now. And if I try to find meaning in what's going on in the world, I can just... You know, there's a reason why people talk about man's inhumanity to man, because it goes back from the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. And we keep thinking, okay, we've got through that. Now let's see whether... Uh, we, so, okay, we've done that. We've learned that being cruel and burning people at the stake, and that doesn't work. That's not the... So we move on and we get more and more enlightened. That's what I was thinking, but it doesn't appear at all that anybody's getting more and more enlightened anywhere. You know, it's interesting because when you go back to listen to the some of the people like um, Confucius or, uh, you know, any of the Marcus Aurelius, you, you go back to look, listen to some of the ancients mm-hmm. that were way before Jesus, and or I think most of them, and you, you can hear them speaking in a way that you hear people speaking now. Mm-hmm. So what was going on then is going on now, but just in different forms. It's it's more global now, I think. Before it was more local. Well, probably not, but because of the Internet and the way that we can communicate globally now, um, we are more aware. And that's mm-hmm. the other thing. I am so much more aware of the pain that is in other places in, in the world. Um, and so... And I also feel that, boy, how lucky we have been, you know, in the United States uh, not to have to suffer the privations that so many countries around the world have to do, Mm. you know, um, and how we have become revitalized after World War II where so many other countries were having a a hard time coming back from it. Um, But what have we learned from this we you know i just don't think yeah but i think when when we when we're looking for external learning it always has to Come meld back. with internal because you know if we keep trying to find the solutions on the outside without a balance of of depth on the inside mm-hmm. it never really seems to hold much yeah. I mean, you get a lot of wisdom on the outside, or if it's real wisdom, of course, it is on the inside. But you get a lot of people who, who make lots and lots and lots of changes on the outside, and they'll hold briefly. But if it isn't connected to a deeper wisdom within them, it doesn't hold. on the. In- it's almost like that connection all the way through has to be there mm-hmm. before the, con- the, the change on the outside will hold on a more unilateral way. That, that's what I've seen anyway. You can't just have somebody making fantastic changes out here because usually when you look around in a generation or two, they're gone. Or the changes they make are beneficial in one way but not beneficial in another way. Mm. It's, it's like this whole thing with Facebook, how wonderful Facebook was. You could get in touch with old friends, you could message each other, send each other pictures, and then all of a sudden there's this other element that's 
came in and took over and hacked in and and all of a sudden the the joy and isn't it wonderful has turned into something that maybe uh, was never conceived as being possible to begin with. So again, it's uh, it was just a wonderful thing devised, but with nothing, no deep connection. Yeah, so exactly. it could, of course, can flow in any direction. And mm-hmm. and that young man is extraordinary. Obviously, when you look at him, he he doesn't look. He he can connect to something. He he and his friends created this amazing invention, and um, but they made it so that. It would be almost like a student's dating thing at, mm-hmm. at, in college, you know. And he's kind of led it through to this place, but there isn't... When you look at him, there's a, there's a natural... It's not natural, there's an unnatural fear in him. So what he's creating and what he's in advancing is part of that imbalance that's yeah. within him. And so how do we find meaning for ourselves in, in Facebook and in the, the new technology uh, when there's this whole darkness that is bringing its fingers into it. How do we, how do we keep the, the joy and the kindness and the consideration in it? And well, one of the things is we can never find light without darkness. And well, so, light comes from the darkness. It, 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 there's, it, it, it's people are always talking, um, you know, uh, thinking that they have to avoid. We know from all the situations that would appear dark in our lives or, mm-hmm. or confusing or difficult how much light we've gotten from all of those situations and how we've come through them and just gotten lighter and more connected to the to that lightness but still in the in this existence that we're in now and i think that um when we look at people's things we say i, I think it was Barry Long that said with buddha he has to have been in an incredible darkness to have that spurt of light break break through and it's not an unusual thing what buddha went through i mean he was one of all of us are alike, and I think he said that. But um, we we can't focus on the darkness and think it's wrong. It's just there. The difficult times are there, and as we find meaning, we find the lightness and the truth and the wisdom within us. I love hearing people discuss this aspect of. Uh, they said, you know, the light can only come from the darkness. Dark doesn't come from the light. So. I know you're. Th- she's got her thinking look on. Okay, <laughs> think about that. Um, I'm feeling that those of us who have touched the light feel the light. Uh, remembering that we are the light. Remembering that we are the light and that we carry the light. Um, I'm finding that it's really important that we continue to do that regardless of what's what's happening. Yes, so. it's the only thing. I mean, once we've got, that's what age does, it gives us the, the conscious and mindfulness to be able to realize that's our gift at this age, to, as we age. And, you know, if we think of the dark, when we talk about darkness, we, I always think of where do you go in the greatest depths of meditation? Once you've gone... Once you've left here and you've gone through all the emotional things, uh, the levels of what you have left emotionally, then you go back through the light. When you've gone back through the light and you get to the greatest depths, there's Mm. nothing. It's total stillness. And so it appears to be dark. 
because there's no movement and your mind can't comprehend it. So all there is is this incredible vastness which appears to be black because it can't, the mind cannot comprehend it. So when we think of that, it's like it's, a, it's an interesting thing to think of the greatest light as actually darkness. Wow. You know, we talked about this one time on maybe one of the earlier podcasts about my my experience of uh, letting go of the world being in another realm where, oh, it was just the most amazing feeling. Um, and there was an absence of color. So... There, there wasn't darkness. There wasn't light. It was an absence of color. And all there was was the feeling of complete love with no attachments. It was just beautiful. And when I was coming back into my body, Oh, I felt the weight. I felt the weight coming onto my shoulders and into my body, and I felt how heavy we are. And I said, coming back in, I just said, it's, it's the weight of the responsibility. And I heard this voice from way beyond saying, responsibility is only your ability to respond at any moment. And then I came back into my body. But I think that's the gravity, the weight that we have to walk on our planet is maybe responsibility. Responsibility. The meaning, if we can keep ourselves grounded in our body, feel our feet, feel our hands, put our feet on the earth, that enables us to get the meaning from experiences, to find out what, because the meaning for all of us is going to be different. So if we can do that, I, I know that. We've done a lot of deep meditating, uh, both of us, and and traveling, in a sense, inwards. And uh, I know that when I go out into the greater stillness, when I'm coming back, what I'm coming back to is great warmth of being here, of being able to love, of being able to be with the earth, of being able to be with the animals, mm-hmm. being able to sing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and when I'm traveling out into the deeper levels that are beyond that, it, this, this coming back feels like a warmth. That feels like a vastness, which is beautiful. And it is like something in both. Uh-huh. And so if we can find the bridge between the two. From the vastness into the warmth. Yeah. Yeah. I find... I'm focusing more now on my absolute love of plants and trees and animals. And it doesn't matter Mm. what the animal is or what kind of tree or what kind of plant it is. It's the real connection to the earth and everything that lives on, lives and breathes and suffers on earth. And I'm thinking Mm. of the fires in Australia with all these... Oh, the koala bears. The koala bears. These things just are so (sighs) heart-wrenching 
And yeah. I just, you know, I find there's, you see, that's where it gets me is when the I, the meaning is the, the innocence. I see the innocence. And the innocence, and also, as we know, having gone through fires, not the koalas are, are, are such a, a beautiful animal. And um, I know my sister puts out pot, things, pots of water for them in the, in the summer because it gets so hot. It's the only yeah. time they drink. But um, they move so slowly. And uh, at the same time, in a way, um, animals don't suffer the same way we do. But what it's doing is it's drawing a lot of attention from around the world of people sending love and people sending money to try to help them, of people coming together. Mm-hmm. I think that's the meaning in crisis and and fires. And we know from the fires where and our it, house burned. Yeah, and people come together for a purpose. Yes, for a they become and active, they, and they get uh, and they're incredibly sharing and giving, and in a way they would have never been if there hadn't been a crisis. So it enables people to find meaning in their lives mm-hmm. and purpose as well. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do think these terrible things. Uh, of course, we we hope they don't happen. Or we wish they wouldn't happen. But when they do happen, there is meaning and purpose for a lot of people who wouldn't find it. And you can find it, I think, in our everyday lives by being compassionate and kind every day mm-hmm. when, we, when we're going out and, and helping who we can. And it's not so much... If we can do it in our everyday life with, with a checkout person, with the person we love, with the animals we encounter, mm-hmm. I think that it's a huge... It's a huge way to coming to find meaning and purpose in our life. Uh, the other thing is, I reflect back on the cats and the dogs that I've had in the past. Every single one of them I've loved, um, and when they've come to me for attention, it's always a quick scratcher of pet. And I, uh, uh, you know, uh, not now I'm busy. And what's been happening the last couple of years is the moment one of the cats jumps on me, I stop doing whatever I'm doing Mm. and spend that time with that animal, that cat, that dog. And we have that time until they don't need it. And then they get off my lap or something. I say, okay, now I'll go back to what I was doing. And I really love that. I love giving everything, even my beautiful tree here that I love so much, my ficus tree. Um, giving her the attention that she needs. And then they enable us, they give us the space mm-hmm. of love mm-hmm. and warmth and comfort in a way because they're all, that, that connection and the love that they have when we love them is a wonderful circle and it does give meaning to life mm-hmm. uh, because love is meaning, isn't it? And it goes beyond us humans. Mm-hmm. I'm still wanting to write that book about how do we as humans remember our role in the circle of connection with everything. It's not to be dominant. It's not... We have a role to play. Well, if we try to be dominant too much, we lose the meaning. Yeah. Because it, it, the, the meaning comes from a quiet place. I want to tell this story. Do we have the one more time? Sure. Do we have enough time? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a story, and I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again, finding meaning. So uh, years ago, a friend of mine was pregnant. It was August. It was hot in Ojai, and she was so pregnant. And she said, I want to go to the beach and get in the water. 
And her husband, who wasn't too terribly fond of the water, said, well, I'll take you down there, but I'll just sit on the beach. So he was sitting on the beach, and as soon as she went into the water, she was surrounded by dolphins. Now, in the old ways, with our ancestors, what used to happen here on the west coast of California, anyway, with the indigenous population, when the women were pregnant and about to give birth, they would go down to the water. The husband would stand, build a hutch, a receiving little hut with driftwood and branches and boughs on the beach. She would go into the water. The baby would be born with the help of the dolphins and she would bring the baby out. This is what the dolphins were waiting for. The dolphins wait for us wait for us to remember our connection with every species, with every animal. We have we have a we, we're joined together it to helps to give us meaning too. Absolute meaning. Yeah. Absolute I, meaning. I know with talking about dolphins again, when um, my niece who was dying of liver cancer who's twenty four, uh, she wanted when she came here she, she said she wanted to see a dolphin. So we went down to the beach, and I've always worked with dolphins. So I said to Bob, I think they're coming now. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, go go to the, go kneel on the beach. There's just as soon as she knelt, and, and Bob, my husband, gets always says this is so amazing. As soon as she knelt, within about as close as they could come, two dolphins jumped out of the water, mm. crossed each other, and went back in. And that was like a really huge highlight for her yeah. uh, towards the end of her life there um, because they make you know they they were just there for her and it it opened something up in her which was so beautiful and they have an amazing the dolphins and the, when I say the orcas are the largest the killer whales are the is the largest dolphin oh I didn't know yeah mm. um, and they have an ability to communicate without words so they they can see our our minds I've swum with them in the wilds, it's quite amazing the ex- that experience. Uh, and all of a sudden, I I understood things that I I uh, never would have thought possible. So I still I just want I I wish I I had the answer to the purpose of every plant and every species of animal. What how we used to connect with them and how we helped each other. Yeah, how that each one is a different frequency. We all yeah. make one wonderful circle. Well, we're going to stop here. We can go on with this uh, wonderful discussion again soon. But this is Earth Tribe Radio. We're talking about meaning in things at www.earthtriberadio.com. Your home on planet Earth. <laughs>